1: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And I'm getting this podcast out a little bit late. It is 6:49 in the morning, and this is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. Uh, my goal is always 20 minutes. Sometimes I go over. I rarely go under. Hopefully, today will be an under day because I got to go to work today. Um, I missed uh, re- posting, well, I missed recording on Friday because I was a sick kid. I missed recording on Saturday because he's even more sick. And he's pretty sick on Sunday. He got a little better. And then in the evening time, it was vomit. Everywhere, like uh, we were in a public place, and he vomited. We thought he was getting better. We were like, "Let's go out a little bit, get him some fresh air." He vomited in front of a bunch of people. I'm trying to get because we packed a vomit bag just in case. I'm trying to get the vomit bag out so he doesn't vomit on all these people who were really close to us. And my wife, who God bless her, held out her hands and caught a large majority of his vomit in her hands. There was almost no vomit on the ground most of it was on my wife uh, a little bit was on my son a little less was on me cuz i was also trying to help and get the bag underneath fortunately somebody out of like nowhere handed me a plastic bag we had a little backpack with us and i had packed a plastic bag in the backpack but i could not find it when it was when it was like the crucial moment i couldn't find it so somebody that we were standing in line with grabs the bag and hands it to us some bag out of nowhere just hands us a bag and everybody couldn't have been nicer um everybody was handing us like napkins and wet wipes and which we had all that stuff but when your son is throwing up in the middle of a large group of people uh you kind uh, of start um all that stuff just kind of goes by the wayside like you know it's in your bag somewhere but for whatever reason you can't find it when you need it so yeah that was it was fun it was fun uh and then we came home and my daughter who is the same age as my son because they're twins. They, uh, She's been feeling very neglected the last couple days. So mommy slept in, in my son's room and my daughter slept with me last night. And I'm just going to tell you, um, she's a kicker and she's a pincher. So I was up at 4.30 this morning because I was pinched and kicked. <laughs> and I, I, it, 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 she grabs because she needs to feel like, that touch there so she'll reach out and grab but she's got a little tiny hands, so just, just grab like the back fat or whatever don't have a lot of back fat but she'll grab like just a little bit of skin and just pinch and twist and it's a real rude awakening for me at least when i'm sleeping she doesn't do it to be mean and then she's like me when i sleep i'm a very violent moving sleeper which drives my wife bananas uh, my daughter's the same way like i i swear to god she jumps up and she like body slams you on purpose. But it's not. She doesn't even know what she's doing. And I'm a little bit of the same way when I sleep. When I turn over. Like I push off from the bed and flip. My wife sleeps on the complete opposite side of a king. So that she can survive the night. I'm, I'm trying to get better. As I get older. Um, but yeah. Enough about that nonsense. This is why I'm recording at uh, 6.49. 6.52 now in the morning. Because... Sick kids, fun stuff though. I was able last night after everybody went to sleep. Um, I'm I'm trying to mix up the way that I prepare for the podcast and make it more efficient because it does take a long time. Um, and so I went into Instapaper. I don't know if you care about the process, but I just used the highlighted feature, highlighter feature, and also I use the um, what's it called notes feature. So that's what I'm going to use today. So if I stumble a little bit, it's because it's not the normal way that I do it. And I'm trying to learn a better way. So we'll see. If you have a better way, or if you think you know a better way, shoot me an email at bodie at 918digital.com. Because I would really appreciate that. Let's find Instapaper here. Let's start with the stories. I think we have some cool stories. Start with the stories first. I think we talked about this. It was either in Wyoming or some other state where they were blocking Tesla sales. I mean, this seems to be happening like at least once a week where we hear one of these stories. But the through um, what's the word? Oh man, lobbying. There we go. See, it's early in the morning. Through lobbying, Tesla lobbying, Wyoming legislat- the Wyoming legislature has now approved a bill that will enable Tesla to sell its vehicles directly to customers in the state without having to go through third-party dealerships. Um, again, I can't remember if this was the state we were talking about a couple podcasts ago or a different state. But effectively, uh, the, belt, bil- the bill's efforts met with opposition from automakers. Weird. Uh, other automakers like uh, Ford, GM, BMW, Toyota, Um Let's see. It said, including an organization that re- that represents legacy car makers, which argued the legislation creates unfair competition. SF57 puts other automakers at a disadvantage because they must continue to follow franchise code, with its strict dictates dictates and on how manufacturers and dealers ships do business. Said Dan Gage of the Washington-based alliance. Of automotive manufacturers. Automobile manufacturers. So basically what they want. Is they want to prevent Tesla. From selling their cars direct to customers obviously. And then they want if possible. uh, Tesla. To do service. In sales through their dealerships. Which you know makes sense. If you're a dealership. Because if you look at what the way Tesla is going. Or how Tesla is going. With direct car sales. It's really not. Um, it's not a good sign for for car dealerships, and um, they're trying to protect their business, which totally makes sense. On the other side, I hate going to car dealerships. Our last experience at a car dealership was fairly positive, but I'm not going to lie to you it it still sucked. Like the salespeople were really nice, the general manager was really nice. We didn't really have to argue about anything. They pretty much you know, did bent over backwards to give us what we wanted. And I'm not talking we don't negotiate on monthly payments, we negotiate on the price of the car and we'll figure out the monthly payments. That's our problem, not the dealership's problem. Um but yeah, then they it was it was it was it, was, it still sucked. It was still six to seven hours of time back and forth and it I don't know. It was it wasn't a fun experience at all. So I'd rather buy a Tesla online than buy from a dealership mm-hmm. uh, current owners of wyoming and there's about 50 of them current owners of tesla that live in wyoming good god currently there's about 50 of them they have to go to denver or salt lake to get their vehicle service so if you're in wyoming in the north part of, northern part of wyoming that is a hell of a hike to get down to salt lake or to denver uh, not something that I would be too excited about doing if I was a Tesla owner. Uh, but now that the bill is passed, it's going to the governor's office. Uh, Tesla is expected to open locations in Wyoming, sales and service locations, soon, which makes sense. And with the Model 3 coming, it makes more sense that service centers, sales and service centers, are going to go up across the country, really across the, the, the world. Because they want to get those Model 3s sold. So that they can make some money. Let's try to do the next one without sounding like a complete idiot. Let's see. Shortly after Toyota's... This is by... uh, You know what? Let me go back here. This is a problem. The first story was Fred Lambert from Electric. The second story is Fred Lambert from Electric. This guy is at Electric and Tesla Roddy and EV inside EVs. But Electric and Tesla Roddy, Tesla Rotti, mm, I'm an idiot. They do such a good job. I am so impressed every time I read their articles. Uh, electric has far more articles than probably most. They Fred Lambert just writes and writes and writes. But um, Tesla Rotti has really good articles as well. I really enjoy those two organizations, websites, whatever. Anyway, so shortly after uh, Toyota unveiled a new solar roof option for its 2017 Prius Prime, which isn't coming to the United States anytime soon, uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk announced that the Tesla Model 3 will probably have a solar roof option. Thanks. Probably. That's great. Um, apparently Toyota's partnering with Panasonic for its little solar roof option for its cars, and i don't know that this is this is honestly i don't know that this is going to be worth the investment because panasonic's new product allows for a 180 watt module on the prius prime and for the first time it'll be able to recharge the powertrain battery as well as the 12 volt battery the company said in a press release okay so, what does that mean? It means you get about 2.2 miles of range throughout the day. That might be okay if you're stuck somewhere. But point I can't imagine what this option costs, this add-on costs, either for Tesla or for the Toyota. But 2.2 miles of range, unless you're talking in the double digits, 10 to, let's say, 30. This is not a... Um, This is not something that I would be willing to spend my money on. And I don't think other people should either. Unless you have some sort of weird edge case that you would need an extra 2.2 miles of range a day. And that's a day. So if you go to work, you leave your car outside and you come back, you might have only gotten 1.5 miles. It just doesn't seem like it's cost effective. And if they throw it in, for the, you know, it's the cost of the car and they just throw it in and they don't add any price to it, okay, fine. But it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Let's see here. Yeah. So, um, the me too thing from Tesla, uh, maybe it'll be on the model three. Maybe it won't. I don't know that that's that important. If I'm being honest, I don't remember if we talked about this last week, so I'm just going to hit this real quick today. Hold on. My alarm's going off. Tesla will undertake a major expansion of its superchargers, uh, the DC fast charging stations, this year. This is by Green Car Reports, Stephen Edelston. In the shareholder uh, letter, the company announced that it's going to double the superchargers in the uh, sites in 2017 in the United States. Currently, there are 373 supercharger sites. And if you don't know, there's a difference. And I'm sorry if you already know this, and I'm just... Um, repeating the obvious but a supercharger is where you go and you, you plug in and it's a fast charge there's destination chargers where um, they have those at like movie theaters or hotels or whatever someplace you're going to park and stay there for a long time and it charges it at a much slower rate so these are the superchargers we're talking about which is important because the model 3 is coming uh, which is just like game of thrones the model 3 is coming Tesla got has got to get this infrastructure up and going. Um, currently, they have 373 superchargers across the United States, Canada, and Mexico. That would be the North America uh, section, obviously. And that totals 2,636 individual charging stations globally. And they're going to double those in the United States anyway. And doesn't, That's weird that they would add that, but not add... How many they're going to add in Canada and Mexico? Anyway, globally there are 790 states with a total of 5,043 supercharger stations. So a little bit over half of that is in the United States or North America, excuse me. Uh, Tesla's also been uh, begun installing 240 volt level two AC charging stations to supplement the, tr- the supercharger na- network which these are the destination chargers. And um, so Tesla a while ago said that it's going to start charging and not give away free supercharging. They're going to start charging money, excuse me, and they're not going to give it away for free. But they said they don't intend to make significant profits off of supercharger use, but the fees uh, may help the company address overcrowding that has already experienced at certain sites. Uh, especially during peak periods, and hopefully it'll help them build out the infrastructure and the network. Because I'm not going to lie, like once I get my Model 3, which I don't have even a a reservation, I'm going to wait for a little bit because I have two fairly new cars. And I think it's a waste of money uh, for me to dump one of those cars just because I want a shiny new one. Um, But once I get my model 3 i'm definitely going to go with a home charger and between work and home i don't i really don't think other than just a little bit here and there what I, I would need a supercharger but when i do need one i don't want it to be jam-packed full of people who live two blocks away from the supercharger and park it there overnight because it's convenient for them to do that and they can just walk back and forth that example came from talking tesla it didn't come from me if i'm giving credit where credit is due. Okay, so there are some allegations of discrimination, sexual harassment made by um, an engineer at Tesla, and her name is, hold on just a second. Let me open this up. Do, 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 do. AJ Vandermeiden hope I said that right so effectively what she is complaining about shes um, her complaint and I'm not saying that in a negative way is that there has been sexual harassment uh, inside of Tesla against her um, through things like catcalls and And that kind of thing. The the normal sexual harassment. Things that you might think of at a workplace. And then also. um, She's been passed over. So basically sexism. She's been passed over certain jobs. By men who are less qualified. She gets paid uh, less than newer employees. And. um, uh, Men doing the same work. She gets paid less than men doing the same work. And they promoted less qualified men. Over her. And um, retaliation for raising her concerns to HR Now, Tesla, when these concerns were raised They had a third party company come in I won't say the name, it's EMC squared something or another to investigate And they found that there was no wrongdoing Now, having said that, there is a difference And um, I'm sort of familiar with this, not in the. And on the the harasser side. But there's a difference between what the legal definition of harassment is and what some jackass is doing to screw with you. And that actually, um, that's harder to prove. There's all sorts of little things that somebody can do, either uh, a superior or somebody who just doesn't like you, to just kind of make your life miserable at work. Maybe it's not technically considered illegal, but they're still asshats. I'm not saying that's what happened in this case. I'm not taking any side because, honest to God, um, I wasn't there. I don't know any of the information, but I do think that it's important for Tesla to have a third party look at this and say, well, no laws were violated. Okay, great. Uh, Were people that she came into contact with, were they jerks? Were they nice people to work with? Maybe there is some harassment going on. It's just harder to quantify because it's not illegal technically, or because it's harder to prove. So based on that, here's Tesla's spokesperson, they released the following statements. And I have some things to say about this. Tesla is committed to creating a positive workplace environment. And is that is free of discrimination for all employees. I am going to tell you right now, that is impossible. They're at a company that has over 30,000 employees you're going to have somebody that has a problem with somebody miss vander maiden joined tesla as a salesperson in 2013 and since then despite having no formal engineering degree she has sought and moved into successive engineering roles beginning with her work in tesla's paint shop and eventually another role in general assembly um you know, it's good that they're promoting and teaching people, but that that um, comment, despite having no formal engineering degree, kind of seems to me just again. I'm always I have a tendency to lead on the lean lean in my my beliefs on the side of the worker instead of the side of the company. I love Tesla, don't get me wrong, but that line right there just seems very um, petty to me. If it's not petty to you, let me know um even after she made her complaints of alleged discrimination she uh, sought and was advanced into at least one other new role that doesn't mean that's hard does that mean that she that was a promotion a lateral move what does that mean exactly um maybe it means you know the people in the department that she was working in just got rid of her and she wanted to get out of that department so some other department accepted her that doesn't necessarily mean anything or prove anything on Tesla's behalf or or hers for that matter um evidence of the fact that Tesla is committed to rewarding hard work and talent regardless of background when Ms. Vandermeiden first brought her concerns to us over a year ago, we immediately retained a neutral third party, Ann Hilbert, of EMC Squared Law, or EMC2, I think it's Squared Law, to investigate her claims so that, if warranted, we could take appropriate action to address the issues raised. That's great, and I think that's important. After an exhaustive review of the facts, the independent investigator determined that Ms. Vandermeiden's claims of gender discrimination, harassment, and retaliation have not been substantiated. Without this context, the story presented in the article is misleading. So, Miss um, Vandermaiden actually did an article with the Guardian talking about her experiences at Tesla, and she still currently works there, like they said. But this, again, this does not mean that she was not, for lack of a better word, bullied by employees, certain employees that work there. Doesn't mean that. Thirty thousand people. It it's hard to imagine that everybody kumbayas on a daily basis. Uh the the investigator had access to Tesla's compensation data and found that Vandermel Vandermaiden, I don't know I keep saying Vanderbilt. I'm such a dog, dumbass. Vandermaiden's salary was in the middle range while some new hires indeed paid more. I guess that means made more. I'm just reading the article here from Tesla Roddy. Some new hires were indeed uh, made. Indeed, made more than her. Were in okay. Some new hires were indeed paid more than her, as our lawsuit claims. Um, the highest paid new hire was a woman, and several men. Several doesn't mean how many were paid less than her. Therefore, Hilbert determined the gender discrimination. Had nothing to do with car compensation. So again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It just means that it's hard to prove. And again, I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm. Uh, this is a witch hunt that I'm against Tesla because I'm not. I think that this whole thing needs to uh, to play out. And at some point, when it goes to court, we'll hear about it. But it is. It is important to to note that just because not, no crime was committed or they the independent third party said no crime was committed doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't bullying or some sort of harassment that happened. It just means that it was hard to prove. So I guess what I'm saying is um, before, you know, you make judgments on the side of Tesla or on the side of uh, Mr. Vanderbilt, Vander, <laughs> Vander Maiden, um, you know, listen listen to the facts and kind of see where it, the whole thing goes before you make your judgment. Jeez, Lou All right, <clears throat> let's speed this up. This is by Fred Lambert, weird, by Elec- uh, from Electric. This is going to be a fast article. Tesla defends the ability to retain talent in a new statement following the CFO's departure. So they announced that Jason Wheeler was going to leave last month and the former CFO is going to come in and take his place. Um, It's not, he's leaving, but he's going to stay on and help the transition for the former CFO. So it's not like, it's like, I'm out of here. Suck it. So what Wheeler's going to do is he wants to go into the puppet public sector. And it makes sense. He, probably works an insane amount of hours. There is probably a high amount of burnout in Tesla and other companies like Tesla because these people work an insane amount of time. I can't imagine that that's that's sustainable for many people. So Mr. Wheeler probably has some nice stock options. And when he exercises those, he'll probably be quite well do quite well and then you know when he goes into the public sector which is he want what he wants to do he'll likely and we'll see where it goes but he'll likely go into something that has to do with electric vehicles or um, renewable energy weird let's let's see how it works out see where he goes but it's also for him he sacrificed time with his family he sacrificed personal time to get Tesla on the, the the right track or to keep it on the right track because the former CFO did a lot to get it on the right track. So it makes sense, I mean, honestly, that he's going to want a break and doing something in the public sector is going to be far less hours, far less stress as to compared to managing Tesla's um, financial boat, I guess. Let's see another quick one. Honda's all-electric. This is from Jameson Dow at Electric. Honda's all-electric Clarity EV will have an 80-mile range and start at $35,000. This is baloney. If you're a car company right now and you're releasing a vehicle that does not get at least 200 electric vehicle, that does not get at least 200 miles of range, um, you are in serious trouble. No lie, that is ridiculous. There is no reason for that whatsoever. I mean, goodness gracious, I can't even tell you that. That's—it's sh- almost irresponsible. Like, why would somebody spend thirty-five thousand dollars on a Honda? Hold on, my the music and this thing's gonna play. Let me mute it. Okay, why would somebody spend thirty-five thousand dollars on a Honda when they can buy a thirty-five thousand dollar Bolt, or they could buy a Tesla? in the near future and get more than twice in some cases three times the range so i don't know come on honda get your crap together this is ridiculous totally disgusting all right so a little girl let me see a little girl a 10 year old bria Loveday sent a letter to Elon Musk saying that they should consider holding a competition for the best homemade commercial for Tesla. And Tesla came up with this thing called Project Love Day. So you can go to, I think it's projectloveday.tesla.com, and he has all the information, but if you are inclined and you have the skills to create a video, no more than 90 seconds long, all the rules are up there, and the grand prize winner could be uh, will be invited to one um, Tesla announcement at their expense, which will probably be the model three announcement if I'm guessing. But anyway, all the information's on their website, go check it out. It looks like a lot of fun and hopefully a lot of people will make videos for this. Um, and finally, this is such a cool story. I'm really excited about it. John Goodenough is a 94 year old inventor. He is credited with co-inventing the lithium ion battery. And his team at Cockrell University, or Cockrell School of Engineering, which number one, he's 94 and he still has a team, an engineering team at a university. That is awesome. Um, they have released their findings and what's being described in a breakthrough for solid state batteries. So lithium ion, ion batteries use like a fluid uh, to move the, the charge through the battery. And this is very simple because I don't fully understand it um explanation and the solid state batteries they have more of it's basically it's solid state it's a solid um core and i linked to a nice article i'll put that in the show notes that explains the difference between solid state and lithium ion batteries in more detail and what the benefits are i'm not going to go through it here cuz again uh, it's 7:17 and i got to go to work so um Anyway, so the solid-state batteries are considered, they're thought to be a lot safer than common lithium-ion batteries. Uh, They can have, they have the potential to be more dense, which means they can put more um, charging capacity in there. So you can go further if you're you're talking about car companies. But we have uh, yet to see the company capable of producing it at large see a company capable of producing it at large scales and attractive price point. So basically they're expensive and hard to build. Um, But Mr. Goodenough, which is a great name and Maria Helena Braga um, work together and they think they've solved these problems. And this is what Mr. Goodenough had to say. Cost safety, energy density rates of charge and discharge and cycle life are critical for battery driven cars To be more widely adopted, we believe our discovery solves many of these problems that are inherent with today's batteries. Uh, They have actually produced new solid cell batteries with glass electrolytes that enable the use of an alkali metal anode. And again, if you know what all this means, let me know. The materials overcome the dendrite problem that comes with fast charging cells if you understand this please email me and explain it anyway the glass electrolytes allow for a substantial low cost sodium there is a substitution for sodium for lithium and sodium is extracted from seawater which is obviously widely available so it brings down the cost to get that salt out of the seawater um, they're saying that this they can get 3 times as much energy density into a solid state battery more than 1,200 cycles with low cell resistance. Don't know what that means. And can operate from 0 degrees Celsius to under 60 degrees Celsius. Which is, you know... uh, I don't think 60 degrees Celsius is going to hack it in Phoenix. But it'd probably be okay in a lot of other countries. Or other states that aren't as hot as Phoenix. But I say good luck and good on you, Mr. Good Enough at 94. God darn it, I wish I was even close to... Um, being that prolific at 42. Um, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, I'm not going to bore you with all the details on how to get into contact with me. Just check the show notes because I have to go to work. Otherwise, I'm going to be very, very easy. So, thanks for listening to the show. Have a wonderful week. I hope I